0: Welcome home, everybody. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons and you are watching Legacy Television. We're glad you tuned in today because we're going to show you part two of a message called Faith House. We recorded it live right here at Legacy Studios and this was, it really was a very powerful time together in the Word of God. We're excited to share it with you and we just ask you to let yourself be stirred up and refreshed and and encouraged by this message. So we'll be back with you in just a few minutes and pray with you at the end. Blessed are your eyes, For they see, blessed are your ears. Why? Because they hear. You're seeing what not everybody else is getting to see. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Him. I mean, from the fall of man to that point, anybody with a heart to hear God, prophets, the prophets of old, this is who they were looking for. And they could see him in here, kinda. All they knew was he's coming. He's coming, they'd say. There's one coming. The government will be upon his shoulders. The chastisement of our peace will be upon him and by his stripes we'll be healed. He's coming. He's not here yet, but he's coming. And this is what all of history was moving towards to this point. And Jesus is saying to these guys, your eyes are blessed. Your ears are blessed because you're getting to see. It's being given to you. you. You have been given the gift of a seeing eye. You have been given the gift of a hearing ear. It's a gift. That's right. It's a gift. That's good. That's and it's not one everybody has. That's right. Wow. Now, I believe everybody has opportunity. Right. And access. Right. But even Jesus said, look, it's been given to you and not to them. Right. This is, this is weighty stuff. Blessed are your eyes for they see. Blessed are your ears for they hear. You and I are so blessed. Are we not? So blessed to have heard the word we've heard. Because not all the world has. Now this word has gone all over the world and millions upon millions have been affected by it and the world has been touched by it and there are things that are commonplace today in the world that weren't 40 years ago because these men and women our roots our roots preached Jesus and preached the uncompromising word of faith at all cost and at The risk of being rejected by men all over the world. And they were. And they were rejected by most of the rest of the household. And they said, I can't help it. It's burning in me and I got to preach it. And I'm so thankful they did. I'm so thankful they did. Our eyes have been blessed. Our ears have been blessed. To be of course, to be in the, the, the greater family of the household of God, to be his child, there's, there's nothing that compares. But this other, this tree within a tree, <laughs> if that is such a thing, this tree within this tree of being in the household of the word of faith, we're blessed, we're blessed. But look at this. Let me show you something. In Mark chapter four, go there with me. I'm, I'm going to stand right by these notes because some of this is new to me. Some of this hit me about 48 hours ago, and I'm like, Lord, are you sure? And so I'm, uh, I'm just going to stay right here where I can see this. Mark chapter 4 is actually the same account of what we just read in Matthew 13. It's the parable of the sower. Now, you don't see all the explanation that you see in Matthew 13, but I want you to put these things together of what has just happened and not what's just happened in Mark chapter four. Take a quick synopsis of what happened from Mark chapter one to Mark chapter four. I mean, in, over the course of these four chapters, Jesus has met and introduced himself to these disciples. Odd as that was, just cold walk up to somebody and say, hey, follow me. And they say, Okay. <laughs> I just go for it. God, What what must have been in his eyes? Seriously, for a, for a man who was a professional by trade, a fisherman and a career fisherman to just drop it. Because of whatever he saw, whatever he what? Oh. Saw. And whatever he heard in this man's voice, there was enough There was enough drawing power in the words, follow me, that like pulled him to his destiny. So that happens. (laughs) And then uh, Mark chapter 2. Uh, Really throughout Mark chapter 1, I mean, he's casting out demons and all these guys are seeing this. He's preaching in the synagogues. He's healing people. Mark chapter 2, they're literally in a house where he's preaching and there's so packed out nobody can get in and the roof starts caving in above them and they talk about seeing stuff in church, man. (laughs) Nothing you or I have seen in church compares to somebody tearing off the roof of this place, trying to get a paralyzed friend down to the feet of Jesus. All this is going on. Uh, Jesus is in Peter's house, healing his mother-in-law, which Jesus or Peter was probably happy with, I would think, right? Uh, More preaching in the synagogues, more preaching, more preaching, more healing, more teaching, more unclean spirits cast out. There's a lot of demon possessed people back then. And Jesus is just casting them out somewhere in Mark chapter two or chapter three. They're bringing the entire city to him. But I want you to keep in mind, all of this happens after Jesus has already said to these guys, come follow me. And they said, okay, so what's going on? They are, they're what? They're seeing it and they're hearing it. Come on, faith people. What happens when you hear? Faith comes. comes. That's what happens. Faith comes. So then you get to Mark chapter four, and it's Almost all read. I mean, Jesus is just preaching, preaching, preaching. The sower sows the word, and this is this ground, and this is that ground, and the, the seed is the word, and it sprang up and produced a hundredfold, you know, some 30, some 60, some a hundredfold. I and mean, he's preaching, 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 preaching the word. What's supposed to be coming? Faith, faith, faith. And then you get down in the same chapter. Look at verse 35, Mark chapter 4. It says, on the same day. Somebody say, same day. Same day day as what? Same day as he said to them, blessed are your eyes for they see. Same day. All this happened on the same day. Blessed are your ears for they heard. On the same day. When evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. Jesus was not a one boat ministry, evidently. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat in the boat. What's that preacher need with all them boats? Man. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and re- he rebuked the wind and the sea. He said, peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, how many of you have ever heard a message preached out of Mark chapter four about Jesus, you know, shouting peace at the storm? How many of you have preached a message out of Mark chapter four? Well, man, as I was looking at this, uh, all, the, all the normal stuff, that when you're in the household of faith, when you hear this preached, all the normal stuff comes back to you, right? And how is it that you have no faith? How is it you're so full of fear? Notice this. If you're full of fear, there's no faith. (laughs) Say amen if you believe it. (laughs) Speaking our language, right? Where there's... Where there's fear, your faith is contaminated. And if there's no fear, then you're full of faith, but you can't be full of faith and full of fear at the same time. And we've always put that emphasis on fearful and no faith. And it's good, it's right. And and there's even things I see in this about how they came and they woke, woke him up and said, you don't care. You don't care. Man, if there's anything you ever tell the Lord, don't let it be that. (laughs) Don't ever find yourself accusing him of not caring for you. When that's all he ever did was care for you. Faith works by love. So where there is no revelation of love, there is no operation of faith. Right? This is all good faith stuff right here, isn't it? This is good household of faith preaching right now. Where there's no revelation of love, there's no operation of faith. Because perfect, perf- perfect, perfect love casts out fear. So now there's room for faith. I mean, you, you could preach it. You could just We could trade spots right now and you could preach it. But two days ago, the Lord put the emphasis on a new word for me that I don't think I've ever seen it in this light. And Jesus asked them two questions. And I want to take the emphasis off the fear and the faith. And I want to see if you hear this in a different way. In verse 40, he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it? You hear that? How is it? What's that mean? How's this possible? How is it you have no faith? Come on, you're gonna have to open up your heart to to, to get this, listen to this. Why are you, why are you so fearful? Now there's plenty of reason to be afraid here. I mean, this boat is literally a rockin'. (laughs) And it's filling up and it's beginning to sink and they're afraid for their lives But he says to them, why are, why are you, why are you so fearful? How is it? I I keep hearing him say this and you you gotta, you gotta take your eyes off the the printed word on the page for a second and get the essence and the spirit of, of what this leader, this ministry leader was asking the people that are following him and, and hear the, the spirit in what he's saying. How is it Guys? How is this possible? I Man, does anybody else hear this? How is it possible that you have no faith? The, the, the sad fact is that most of the rest of the world at that time and this one has no faith. No faith, why? Why do they have no faith? Because they've heard no word. They've heard no word. That, that's sad, but it's understandable. You cannot hold somebody who's never heard and never seen. You can't hold them accountable. You can't hold them responsible for not having any faith. You just can't. So listen to the question that Jesus is asking here. Why you guys, you guys, why are you of all these people? Why are you so full of fear? And I think we get it in our head that Jesus walked around all knowing all the time. And there were times when he knew people's thoughts and he perceived their thoughts. But those are moments. Those are isolated moments. And the ministry and the giftings of the Holy Spirit were in operation in him. But there are other times when he is asking people direct questions and is expecting an answer. And not one that I would say he even, I I know I got to tread lightly right here. I think he really, really wants to know yeah, yeah, because that same day he told them, you have eyes, you've seen some stuff. You have ears that have heard the word and seen the word made flesh. How is it? Somebody please explain to me. How is it that you, of all people, have no faith? Have no faith. They answer it in the next verse. Verse 41, they feared exceedingly and said to one another, what? Who is this? Who is in the world is this. Now, after everything they've seen and everything they've heard, they're still standing there looking at this man going, who can this possibly be? Now, praise God, they get there. (laughs) They do. But no matter the word they've heard, no matter the miracles they've seen, if there's still no revelation of who Jesus is and the place he holds in all of eternity past and all of eternity future, then faith, no matter what you've heard on the level you've heard it on, without a revelation of him, it's cold, it's lifeless, and it produces nothing. Look at it again. Go to... um, Help me Lord. Go to go back to Matthew chapter 14. How is this possible? Matthew 14. Here's another one you have heard preached way too many times. Matthew 14 verse 26. You you know this, another instance where they're out on the sea and the storm arose after Jesus had made him get into the boat, verse 22, he sent him to the other side. He, he sent the multitudes away. He went away to pray. Verse 24, the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by waves for the wind was contrary. That word contrary just means against them. The wind was against them and not for them. <laughs> the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Anybody ever preached something out of this passage before? And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. Notice this, verse 27 But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, which does not mean be happy. That's a, that's a terrible old English phrase that we have no idea what it really means. This be of good cheer is to be said with the same force and the same intensity that God spoke to Joshua with and said, be strong and be courageous. And when God starts throwing around this little word be, stuff changes. Remember, like way back early on, light be same thing happened in Joshua. Courage be. Strength be. That's what be of good cheer means. We, I think we, it's like a Christmas saying to us or something, be happy. That's not what Jesus said. He said, you take courage. Take it. Well, that's faith right there, isn't it? He says three things to him. Take your courage. Number two, he says, it is I. It's me. You know what that says to me? that he could, all he had to say was, hey, it, no, it's cool, it's me. Yeah. It's that same level of familiarity yeah. that yeah. you have, where? In a family, yeah. Yeah. within a household. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Devon, you don't call Stacy and have to reintroduce yourself to her over the phone every time. Yeah. She knows the voice, and all you have to say is what? Hey, hey. it's me. Mm-hmm. It's me. That's all he said. Mm-hmm. It's me. And then he said to him, do not be afraid. Three things Jesus said. Take your courage. Really, it is the same thing God said to Joshua. Don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. Isn't that what Jesus is saying? It's me. I'm here. It's me. And then do not be afraid. Peter... Got to love Peter. Verse 28, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come on. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous or that when the wind was strong, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said to him, I got you, baby. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Come here. Come here to come here to Jesus. Is that what he said to him? No, he said, Oh, you of little faith. You look that up, it means little trust. Too, too little trust. Sarah and I didn't talk about this. And for her to sit here tonight and sing, Oh, for grace to trust you more. Jesus said to Peter trust is too small. And then he said to him, another question, why did you doubt? Okay, so faith people, what do we normally do? You have little faith. Why did you doubt? But, and it's good and it's right, but come on, get get the essence of it again. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And, And it almost, it's like obvious, Jesus, why he would have doubted. You know, he's, he's on water and, and not sinking. And then, you know, the winds come. and, and so, so what is it that Peter doubted? Did he, did he doubt his own ability to walk on the water? Well, yeah, uh, of course. But that's not what this is about. What is it Peter doubted? He doubted something. That word doubt, Greek duo, it means twice. It literally means twice. What did he think twice about? Come on, go back. See if you can find it. What did he think twice about? Where's that doubt? Let me give you a hint. You you ever heard Brother Copeland or any of the other, the root of the faith preachers say, the the badge of doubt? What if? Mm -hmm. If? Right? If? Uh, The badge of doubt. If this doesn't happen. Yeah, well, what if it doesn't happen? Yeah, I'm believing God, but what if it doesn't happen? Come on, faith folks. I know you've heard it. What did Peter say? Everybody was afraid, and Jesus dealt with the fear. He said, take your courage, it's me. Do not be afraid. And what did Peter say? If. If it is you. Now, I, have, I don't know that I've seen it quite like this before, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still a little confused about the whole thing because we've so applauded Peter, you know, for getting out of the boat. But I, I, I got to ask him, Why is it that to verify whether or not this is Jesus, why does it have to be tell me to walk on the water? (laughs) Why has it got to be that? You know what I mean? Okay, this is family. Why can't it just be Jesus if it really is you? How many fingers am I holding behind my back? What's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Jesus, if it, if it really is you, say the secret password. The password is you know, cinnamon. Jesus, if it really is you, if it's you, what song did I sing for you on your birthday? Why, happy birthday, of course. Elf, anybody? Yeah, okay. See, household, we know this. Why does it have to be, tell me to come out there? I don't know. I mean, it's see, it's bold, I guess, but I keep coming back to this other thing. If that really is you, if that really is you, what's the problem here? Jesus said it was him. Listen to the spirit he spoke to them in. Why should there be any doubt? Here are the two choices. Jesus or ghost, Jesus or demon. And he says, take courage. It's I do not be afraid. Sometimes demons tell you to not be afraid. Sometimes demons tell you to take. No, they don't. It's so it should be so clear, right? It should be right. If it is you tell me to come. And Jesus said, OK, Come. So it couldn't have been all wrong, but my heart just keeps coming back to this thing. Then at the end of it, instead of applauding Peter, if it really was the right thing to do, instead of applauding him, the first thing he said to him, I mean, Peter's soaking wet still. I mean, he hasn't even let him dry off or nothing. He didn't pull him aside. He didn't have a special conference with him later. He didn't try to spare him any embarrassment. It was, you have too little trust. You have too little trust. Wow. How is it you have no faith? Why did you doubt? Why, why when, you weren't, when you were back there in the boat, why didn't you just hear my voice and see me, see and hear, see and hear? They saw him and they heard him. You, you can disagree with this. I, this is just what the Lord, I feel like he's saying to me. Peter had opportunity to say, it's okay, it's Jesus. It's okay, it's Jesus. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.